how about the Eddie Wolf howl here? Anybody want to do take a take a crack at that? Gordo, you're up. Yours was a little sadder than Eddie's. Eddie's is very excited. Yeah, yours is more like you lock me outside. Please let me in. <laughs> Gordo's scratching at the door. <laughs> That's the best I can do. Welcome back, everyone, to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we might know about the future run of that show, rate it and decide if it's a show we want to greenlight or cancel. This week we're going to be talking about The Monsters Today. The Monsters Today went 73 episodes over three seasons on syndication. Today we're going to be talking about episode one, Vampire Pie, originally airing October 8th, 1988. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me as always... All the boys, Gordo, Joe, Ferg, and Nick. What's going on, guys? Get the buckets. We gotta milk the bats. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, start your ovens. This is gonna be a wild one. This piece of shit went longer than the original. How the fuck? I know, did that I know. Damn it, that was my trivia. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, there's not a lot of trivia on the monsters today. Yeah, so I think we all had that one ready to go. <laughs> but yeah, no, what was it like? It, it, it's one more season, but it went like three episodes it's only longer. Only three than the episodes original. more. Yeah, it's different season length, but still, it went a year longer in time and an extra season. It's fucking wild. That's something right. I remember. And and again, just to clarify to everyone, we are covering the monsters today, which is the 1988 kind of reboot of the monsters. If you want to hear us talk about the original monsters, we did that last October. Go back; you can listen to that one. S21 Pod, by the way, dot uh, com. That's going to be the link to all of your. Place to go for everywhere you can listen to us, all our social medias. Go over there, s1e1pod.com, s1e1pod on Twitter and Instagram. But yeah, we already covered the monsters. So every October, we do kind of a Halloween, spooky, paranormal block of shows of horror and such. Uh, we don't it's have an official name. <laughs> yeah, the spooky dookie month. So um, yeah, we're doing monsters today. It's our tribute to Rob Zombie, our generation's greatest auteur. Robert Zombie. If I if I didn't watch the Rob Zombie monsters before watching this, I would say this is the worst thing that happened to the monsters ever. But no. I actually have some interesting perspective about this show that I want to get into as we do it because I don't think the show's good, but there are things about it that we'll bring up as we go along. This show, you guys are shitting on this show. It's it's not as bad as it looks. I'm shitting on this show, but I will <laughs> but, say it is nuts and bolts a sitcom, and I appreciate that it is very much in the sitcom formula. I think the problem with this show overall is just that it didn't age well. Like, if we were in 19... What year did this come out? 88. Yeah, if we were, like, watching it in 1988, the, your perception changes. I just think as far as time goes, it's not lasting it's just weird because it's more modern but looks cheaper than the original it show. does that was a big issue That's with the it. color it's not it's not just the color their cost like his like shoulder pads like they look like someone stuck a pillow under there were definitely big like, budgetary issues I, I one thing i did read so i'm sure you guys might have caught is that like the set they used to cut money they like redressed the set of what was it soap soap yeah Billy crystals soap so they uh so there you could tell this had a, a tight budget to begin with some of the props in this are wild. At one point when they're bringing in all the groceries, Herman picks up a bone and it's like the bone from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. It's like, Andy, it's the most comical looking thing ever. Like, oh, what the what dinosaur did he steal this from? It is weird because 
It went a whole other season, but only three episodes more than the original run of the monsters. It still blows my mind because this show is like lost in the world. It's not easy to find episodes. There's not a lot of information on it, but it had a decent run for a show that like you can't find anything on it. This is also one of those shows when you look up a lot of the actors, it's like known for the monsters today. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, but they're so all bad. known for a lot of other shit. I know it's just weird. Some of the people were in a ton of stuff, but a lot of the pictures and the first things on pop up in their IMDb's are the monsters today. Like what a legacy to go back to the episode line for 73 episodes. I think it's funny to think the original monsters went about 70, but only over two seasons. We talked about that last year, but to only have two seasons, but like 70 episodes is so crazy. When you think of like modern television and how few episodes will be in a season. What's weird to me is that this feels so far away from the original. Like it's only 22 years. That would be like us covering a show from the year 2000. It's not that far removed, but it feels like they're from different. The year 2000. (laughs) But it feels like they're from totally different generations or times even. You know what I mean? Like the 60s wacky monsters does not feel like it has any relation to this show. And it's insane. It's only 22 years. For sure. There are there's things about this that feel monstery. And we'll get into it as we continue to talk about the episode. Because there would see there would be certain scenes where I would like picture it if this same same scene happened with the original cast and shot the same way in the old sets. And some of these scenes would work and they would be funny. It is kind of interesting. It's just I don't know, the magic wasn't there in in this incarnation. Yeah, no, I I could see this whole plot being a, a right. plot line of the original show. It's just the original show had better actors, better script, uh, better budget. Yeah. And I guess before we get started, I should mention, so this show, we're only even aware of, Ferg, you brought it up to us originally, based on nothing but the intro alone. And this episode doesn't have an opening (laughs) scene. It starts with the intro itself, so we might as well just talk about that. I've heard Gordo sing it (laughs) 10,000 times already this week. Can Can we sing it? Do, 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 do. We're the monsters. We're the monsters. We went to sleep a long time ago. Woke up in a brand new show. Do, 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 do. We're the monsters. We're the monsters. Today. Do, 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 do. Now, Ferg, you've talked before that you love when theme songs explain what's going on in the world. Did you enjoy the two lines that just sort of glaze over how this exists? You know what? The theme song doesn't bother me. I love that it exists. It's when they're like on like the stairs and they're just like waving their arms wildly. I'm just like, what the fuck? A couple it's also things. like you just don't expect the vocals at all because it goes so no, long. It, it comes out of nowhere. Like it, yeah. you're like, okay, it's like a it's like a semi modern version of the original theme, and then the words kick in, and it's just like what? <laughs> like, not. I wonder if we should actually play it. Because, like, I I joked around, but, like, it really is that bad. Like, I I don't even know how to even describe it. I think we're better off just sharing it on social media. It's also only, like, I don't know, 28 seconds long or something, so it's probably not. No, the whole video is 54 seconds long, but the actual... Well, that's the problem, is that the vocals is maybe five seconds long, so they play what feels like an entire intro. And then out of nowhere, decide to throw lyrics in last minute. <laughs> they just all get so wild about the like today part, <laughs> which really makes it. It's like the Toga Toga 2000 thing. Like <laughs> when you have to reference that you're doing something different, you know, like calling anything the new or today or reboot or whatever. It's, it's doomed to fail. I didn't like the fourth wall break in the one lyric of the song. 
I didn't like the acknowledgement that it's a show like in it. I, I don't know. It, like for some reason, I like that didn't work for me at all. It's weird because there's an unaired pilot and well, I'm sure we'll talk about that. That does exp- the whole plot of the pilot is explaining what happened. We can't find that anywhere. That was shot in black and white, I believe, too. Just in the past, when they come to the future, yeah. oh, okay, it becomes okay. color. A Wizard of Oz situation. Right, but I wonder if in that pilot, they're like breaking the fourth wall and that being like, you remember us, we're this television show and we're talking into the camera about it. Or if it's just like, people will figure it out, don't say too much. And then we get to like the actual intro of the show, the first scene, and you see Herman pushing Lily around like while she's standing on a ladder because she's dusting and he's having issues with getting her in the proper direction. And the first thing we hear from Herman is left and right. Those are two directions. I always get confused. I hate his voice. The I voice know bothers only, me. I, I know there's only one Fred Gwynn and you know, but this guy's just, he doesn't, it's like he's never seen the original mind. So he doesn't even try to do a Herman voice. I think he's trying to do his own voice though. I think he's trying to do his own thing. That's my problem with it though, because in this show, it's supposed to be the same monsters. 20 years later that's a good call so they should be trying to do mirror yeah images. if it was a complete reimagination or reboot situation then you know whatever you'll be fine yeah so like looking at everything right away it's not so it's not the same herman and i had a couple main issues with this show and this is one of them and yes again ferg you nailed it like you're not going to be able to find an actor that's going to portray him exactly the same because he was such a unique character to begin with but to play it so completely different with that almost like New Yorky accent just threw me right away. So I'm like, this isn't the same. This isn't Herman Munster to me. So it's, I keep thinking like if someone else played Herman and they put a little more money into the show, it wouldn't have been that bad because my big thing was as much as I'm not enjoying most of this, I have to like separate myself from me enjoying the original run of the show, right? I have to acknowledge that grandpa's not going to look the same. Herman's not going to look the same. And then if you get over that and that the set's different because it's 20 years later and all these, how's the writing? How's the structure? And a lot of that seemed okay. But right off the bat, Herman, oh, I don't know my left from right. Those are the hardest. <laughs> like, it's like, this. that's not it's even not the same character. It's not even remotely the same character. <laughs> but also, like, the original Monsters aired like 60 years ago. We are all way past the demographic for that. And how many times, even since we've done this podcast, have we done a Fred Gwynn impression? Every one of us has done it. That's because of our main accent, though. You don't want to go on that road right there. Uh, can't get that from here, huh? <laughs> but still, we could do a if we if somebody said be Herman Munster, we would all try to be. Did you guys talk about how he's from Boston? He is a Boston guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this Herman. Yeah. yeah this actor. Uh, oh, okay. John Shuck. So no offense, John Shuck. Yeah. You're sorry. From Boston. From Mash. He's also in Demon Knight. He's also the chief of detectives for like a couple seasons of Law and Order SVU, which is where I weirdly know him from. And then I had another issue too: is the house itself. We talk budget and you look at this and like the original house they lived in was actually a very nice house in the original monsters. It was just a little spooky and it was dark, right? This one just looks like a dusty crack house because they went to sleep (laughs) a long time ago and woke up in a brand new show. But now it looks like they live in an apartment. It doesn't like look like a big house. Yeah, the house looks smaller for sure. Like, it doesn't look as big as the other set, but the dustiness I give to Gordo, and that's why they're dusting. Like, they're like, all of a sudden they woke up and they're no, like, but oh, they the were house shining is the now. cobwebs. <laughs> now, what I want to know is how does uh, Marilyn re enroll in school? How does Eddie? All of her records would show that she is like in her 40s at this point. Like, her birth certificate, her everything. She has to go to high school. 
she technically is. She this could be actually statutory rape if she goes all the way with this dude because she's technically an older woman. Why are you gonna go there? I mean, yeah, it's a fun perspective. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry, but it's ah, this is what I bring. Didn't you miss me last week? COVID will not break my brain. You should be sorry. (laughs) No, I mean, I think that in all honesty, a lot of your problems, like with the way that it looks, comes down to it not being in black and white. We did not see the original monsters, and I hate to keep bringing it up in color. We while we did. In, through the movies and stuff, we did get. But to see that was a list. movie. We're talking about the TV. Even the show. original, co- even the original pilots available in color now. I guarantee you, the house looked probably different than it does. That yeah, it looked different, but this, like, you can tell the budget is not there. Like, it's it's a completely different situation. But I think that a lot of what hinders it and make you can't mask. You can mask it a little better in black and white, is what I'm saying, than you can in color. What hinders it is it's a reuse thing where they just threw a bunch of cobwebs on it where the other one was designed to be a haunted house. Yeah, like that's acceptable for the pilot episode, but this isn't the pilot pilot. This is the actual first episode of the show. And that's how they wanted to continue to do it. This is having a Batmobile that somebody created and then putting like fins on your Honda CRV and being like, no, it's a Batmobile. It's <laughs> not the same because it's not the same intent. And Joe, you just mentioned Marilyn a second ago. This is when we first meet her, too, and she walks in saying how she's in love and how this um, boy Dustin cooked her goose. And Grandpa's like, well, that doesn't sound very good. No, in cooking class. And Herman starts to laugh. He's like, what kind of boy knows how to cook? And Marilyn says that he comes from a family of gourmets. I'm going to be honest. I'm sure that's probably correct. I've never heard gourmet used that way. I've heard that before. And it threw me at first when I heard it. It's an older term. What threw me more was that we just come from a time where schools had no money and the idea of everybody cooking a goose in a class in school is just so far from the tater tots that we were given. You know what I mean? Like we didn't have any cooking classes like that in high school. No, we did. Actually, I cooked a lot of good stuff in cooking class. You actually had a hook. Where was I? They got rid of it like our senior year. I purposely like was going to take as many of those types of classes my senior year to lighten the load. And then our high school was in severe budget problems our senior year. So most of those classes were gone. So you couldn't take home back and cooking and stuff. Yeah. Graphic design class. I was in cooking right before that. So that semester was pretty awesome. For like the first four hours of every day, I was in cooking and then graphic design. Well, my brain is broken officially. I did not remember that we even had cooking class. Yeah. Did you ever make a goose? We did not make a goose. No. Okay. They caught a, a fucking duck back in the back uh, parking lot, though. Cooked that up good. We'll get to the ducks. <laughs> yeah, there'll be some it. ducks to talk about later. We find out that Dustin, the guy that Marilyn likes, his mother is a chef, and she also judges cooking contests. And Herman keeps talking about how he likes things the way that they were. I don't know. It's like it's not the fact that it's like a sexist thing, but it was more. Uh, I don't know if they were trying to like. Well, you know, twenty years ago, it was less typical for a man to cook. But even if that's what they were aiming for, it just didn't feel like Herman's voice like that didn't come off as something that he would have ever said before it doesn't seem tonally Herman yeah but even like Marilyn should she grew up back then too so shouldn't she have the same ideas like a man cooking what yeah that's the thing Marilyn's character is completely 80s she's not someone who went to sleep for 20 years you know and like came back and is out of place yeah she fell asleep as a teenager in 1966 and then woke up as a teenager and she's like Foundation. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't think so. Lady. Radical. <laughs> yeah. I always preferred 
Kawabunga. <laughs> I made a funny. No, no, this show made no funnies. Don't you even dare. Radical, <laughs> radical, radical. The actress that plays her is going to be on a show that I plan on choosing somewhere down the line called What a Dummy. Ooh. Oh, I thought you were going to say Life Goes On. I was like, I don't no. think we can cover that show on this podcast. What a Dummy is creepy as fuck. You guys are going to air in for a treat. Is that next Halloween or? No, because it's not creepy on purpose. Oh, okay, great. Oh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Do you think, though, to bring it back to the conversation about the goose, do you actually think that maybe that she was so surprised by the fact that this boy cooked a goose and that's why she was in love with them? Because she had also never seen it. She's no. coming at it from the same perspective as you guys. No, that would have made more sense 20 years ago for them to just be cooking goose than it did in the 80s. I mean, goose, people eat goose. No one's denying that. Yeah, no one's saying that nobody eats goose. We're saying it seems weird that uh, the whole, it's, it's tone deaf. The whole show is very confused about where it's trying to go. And the goose thing just seems weird. And the love thing seems weird. And her not acting like she's from the 60s, but everyone else still acting like they're from the 60s. All of it is very weird. Yeah, that seems like a complete oversight. Like I know with the rest of them, because they're three seasons, hundred year monsters to begin with that, you know, they wouldn't always be completely of the times. But Marilyn is someone who was like your quintessential teenager from the 60s in the original run of that show. So for her to just step out of that deep sleep and now just, you know, wear tracksuits and scrunchies and, and be an, an 80s girl, it just doesn't make any sense. Did they just come out of their sleep in a brand new show? I think that's what we're led to believe. That's why we're saying they were sweeping the cobwebs and stuff because they just woke up. This is episode one. That's why I wish the unaired uh, pilot was the pilot because I would love to like be able to get into it. But basically, I, I think it's something like Herman develops his bad snoring problem. So grandpa invents these coffins to help them all sleep, but he sets it wrong. Or there's like some kind of surge, which makes them sleep for 60 years. Yeah. And then they wake up and it's it's something like that. It's been a while. In the intro, you see like a thing where briefly where like the dial is set to forever. Like yeah. it was supposed to have like different timelines. So that was like the the whole like crux of it. It seems like you just wouldn't make a forever option. Don't give yourself bad options. You know what I mean? Like yeah. make the only option 12 hours. You know what I mean? Like well, if, everyone just if goes forever to bed is an night. option, I can only assume that like it was originally invented by grandpa it's a torture device for his enemies <laughs> that's a good point i guess if you're trying to torture somebody by putting them to sleep forever but at that point just kill them well i don't then think he can't get blood <laughs> he's a vampire no i'm saying kill his enemies but to dial it back marilyn says that herman needs to like get with the times because of how he feels about guys cooking he says that he can be hip and then he does like this thing where he tries to walk cool and trips over himself which was that was a little hermanish but then he says not only is he going to learn how to cook but he's going to win this contest and he does this weird like gesture where he's like, I don't know if he's trying to flex or pose or what it was. It was very weird. <laughs> he couldn't move with the fucking bodysuit. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like him trying to move around in that. It was like he was doing the, the what, what was that stupid dance? Like the, the, you know what I'm talking about? This dance? The locomotion? Yeah. Nobody can see you though. Um, yeah. It looks like he's kind of doing the thing that the guys did in, in the um in the breakfast club when the guys are all like in a row. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, but it's you know what like I'm that. saying? Like the, like the, the, the. You milking a cow? <laughs> Kind of, but in a... Like, it looks like you're just like skiing in the middle of the back seat right now. Like a go-go dancer, like this. Come on, like, like ready? So, Joe, you were talking about the boots. You could see it in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> His, like, those platforms are ridiculous. They're insane, and they go up, like, to his knee. <laughs> like, why did they get such a short guy to play him? 
Do you guys think they made and at least made an offer or like a feeler to Fred Gwynn or the original care? If I read correctly, the last movie that they had made was like a feeler to like it had a lot of the original cast and was to try to see if they could reboot it. Then that didn't get off the ground and then they did this instead. Like that was there's a seven year difference between those though, too. There's a long time. That's how like television stuff tends to work, though. You know, once they like monsters come home, something like that, something like that. The movie with a you. Go, go dancing. Good. Are you stuck on that that whole time? Yes. <laughs> okay. But anyways, to dial back. So we get to this next scene and now they're in the kitchen and the kitchen bothered me, I think even more than the living room. Cause it looks just, it literally just looks like an abandoned apartment. It, it doesn't, I don't know. It, it just looks terrible. It, it, the set's awful for me. You know, what was weird about the kitchen scene for me was the, like that big monster that she's petting spot. Yeah. Spot. Oh. It looked CGI and real at the same time. I was going to say that. I'm not sure Couldn't which it tell is. Which one it was. I think it was. I think it was a big fluffy tail. Like I'm with Fergo this one. I did not get any CGI. It looked like somebody like just put the ass of a Barney costume out of a closet door. No, no, no. That's definitely what it was. And I don't mean that the thing itself was CG, like computer generated. I think it was filmed in a different location and they like superimposed it over like yeah. superimposed it exactly yeah over that spot that seems like something that would cost money yeah it looked bad it didn't look good either way i mean that's a callback no. to like the original show i can't remember how much it, the original show you only saw the the, like stairs the eyes would open right and you'd see the eyes sometimes yeah. the nose and some smoke but you never actually saw a spot but then they later on get like a Motley Crue concert level of fire shooting out of the stairs. You're like, what are you <laughs> yeah. people doing? They're like, all right, we have this amount of budget. The fire scene sounds cool. It's going to cost 98% of our budget. Yeah. Like, we'll just use a fucking stuffed animal for Spot's tail, but then we will use like legit pyrotechnics for under the stairs. They, they did those scenes first. So like, Shit, we don't have a We're budget of money. now. Yeah, uh, what do we do next? But yeah, they're, <laughs> Grandpa and Lily are petting Spot's tail. She has like just like a big long broom that she's using. She's brushing him with the broom. Yeah. And, Wacky. Um, yeah. And Herman starts walking in with like some bags of groceries. And he's never been to a supermarket before because it is fairly a new concept at this point in time. And he starts by bragging about all these bargains he got, like the tops of carrots and Was he chicken pulled feet. Out actual carrot top. <laughs> You mean you make that joke, that guy, if Carrot Top wanted to, he's got the budget to have made this show a lot better. <laughs> Chairman of the board. There was a lot of, um, he's not aware of the world today, right? So he thinks it's great to just get the leafy green part of carrots and chicken's feet. The chicken feet looked genuinely gnarly. Like, I just did not like seeing that when he pulled them out. It looked pretty gross. And Grandpa says, like, why don't you just give up on this idea of cooking? He's like, give up. I'm half baked already. Waka waka. <sighs> Womp womp. Not, I'll tell you, it's, it'll come up later. I, I pegged what I thought was the worst joke of this whole thing. Well, there's plenty of them. <laughs> there's a few more. Yeah, I have a few. Yeah. I have a few written down. I just wanted to say that the grandpa, like, I hated his look. They can't help not looking like Al, obviously, but he was probably one of the best characters on the whole show at acting like grandpa. Like, I was like, wow, he nails it. He yeah. does nail it. The Overall, the acting wasn't bad. Like, I don't think any of them did a bad job. I do. Um, necessarily. No, I think he did the best with what he had as far as the writing goes. No. But as far as acting went, I don't think he did a bad job. I think if, if you put someone who is trying to portray Herman Munster the way we knew him in those same scenes and situations, 
it would have came off very different. Did you have the fun fact that that actor also played Frankenstein's monster before? I did see that, yeah, in a commercial. I, I will say, though, the one person who's, I think, acting the best because they know what's going on is Julie Newmar. Yeah, she seems definitely. to know exactly where she is and what this paycheck is, and she's just like kind of walking through it, man. Like she's not giving it too much. She's just there, and I appreciate that she like just understood and was like, "Fuck this." I'm not I think we're getting a good performance from Grandpa. We're getting a good performance from Lily. Marilyn's character has been swapped, so it's tough to compare. Herman, I don't like. Eddie's kind of like in the middle. There's not a lot there. He's close enough, so it's not like a big issue. And we'll meet him in a little bit. But they don't give Eddie much either. They give Eddie a couple little kid lines. But Marilyn walks into the kitchen and she's showing Lily this magazine that has like a love quiz in it. And that's very of the times. If she passes, she's going to ask Dustin to ask her out. <laughs> which, okay. which is the dumbest shit I've ever heard yeah. in my life. And Grandpa says, Quiz Smith, use a love potion. Just look at what it did for Sean and Madonna. That, that I was like, oh, uh, don't fuck. do it. I mean, like, look, this thing is dated to. Fuck so how anyway. much did you hate that line? That made me so, so upset. You can do that and make that joke funny. Like they do that same joke in The Wedding Singer. But she's like, you guys will be together like Bert and Lonnie. I liked like, it there, though. OK, that's funny there because of what they're doing. But in this, they're like just throwing a like a popular modern couple together. And it just it does not. It did not land. It did not age well. Neither did their relationship. I yeah. you know, would have been a better joke is you name people from the past that didn't work out, but they wouldn't know it because they were asleep. And then that'll be the joke who were popular. At the Which time. is similar to the wedding singer joke in a way. If they just woke up a week ago, how the hell do they know who Sean Penn and Madonna are? Yeah. What's a Madonna? That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's a Madonna? Grandpa doesn't peek at these magazines too from time to time? I mean, I guess they're, yeah, I mean, they, don't, I don't, they don't show a TV and they don't seem to leave the house very often. Herman never seen a grocery store. Uh, to, to keep going though, Lily says that love potions are old fashioned and, you know, don't take it personal though. He's like, why should I take it personal even though love potions are my specialty? And he gets like really emotional. Loved it. I love it. He's great. His. Yeah. He is the one shining star of this whole thing. And I had wrote here, like there is a lot of like dialogue and pacing of the show that feels a lot like the original and it just, it doesn't work. It, it just, and for me, it's just, I guess it's the visuals. And like I said, Herman, because that's the main character and he was the, the most far removed from the original. It's really tough. So even if everything else is so similar, if your main character is playing that role so different, it's really like it just you're going to hate the Rob Zombie one. Then the Rob Zombie Herman is way closer to this version than the original. Well, now this is what I'm what I'm used to now. So now it'll probably <laughs> so maybe you'll movie. love it then. <laughs> and I have not seen the new Rob Zombie movie, but my assumption is that the only thing that no, I won't hate is grandpa. Again, it's the only shining part of that, too. What Lily wasn't good. Lily's not good at anything. A.K.A. Cherry Moon Zombie. Stop casting your wives and girlfriends and daughters in movies, dear directors. Dear all directors. It's not just a Rob Zombie. I'm looking in your direction, Kevin Smith. I'm looking in your direction a lot whoa, of people. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Ease up. <laughs> Ease up. I haven't like seen Clerks 3 uh, yet. Helena Bonham Carter and fucking... Um, yeah. What's it? W.S. Anderson or whatever. Uh, Tim Burton. Yes, thank you. I couldn't think of it. But they're doing this love quiz a little bit, and there's a question about if he goes for a kiss on the first date, is he Mr. Right or Mr. Fast? And Herman's like, he's Mr. Dead. That was out of place for Herman. That's he even was, aggressive He for was him. never like that on the original yeah. story. He was never overprotective of Marilyn. But not, not even that. It was just his relationship with Marilyn. He was, he was never super protective of her. He yeah. actually wanted her to find somebody. But he was never like, 
Hey, back off, buddy. But I also feel like Herman like didn't understand her dating. Like he was almost aloof about Marilyn and boyfriends and stuff in the original show. He was never to a point where he was risking like threatening violence towards a teenager. This is very like why I oughta like simple, uh, you know, type dialogue. Also, he shouldn't be like that. His niece is, I'm guessing if I have to do the math right, what, 37 years old. I'm pretty sure she can find the right guy. Also, um, it just seems in this verse, the original monsters in the original monsters, I feel like she's treated like a niece in this. She's treated like a daughter. No, I think they treated her. Well, yeah. Okay. No, because I, I look back to when we did that pilot and it was like, the, oh, you got to come and meet us and all that. There was a lot of treating her as if, you know, she was their own. They're doing this quiz. And then when they're talking about the kiss thing, she asks Lily, you know, when is the right time for the first kiss? And Lily tells her to use her instincts. And Marilyn's like, instincts? Like, she doesn't know what the word instinct means? There's something with there's something with this later that I didn't get at all, but I'll wait for us to get yeah, to Yeah, I mean, but. that kind of threw me, because even if, all right, forget her actual age counting the sleep. Even if she was like a 17-year-old girl or whatever, you should know what that word means by now. I'm kind of surprised to write the joke, too. If she was like, instincts, and Herman was like, ooh, insects, that'll be good for the meal. Yeah. That seems like a joke that would have fit right <laughs> I got some of those in this bag over here. As he pulls out, he has like 17 grocery. He just keeps bringing in bags. Did anybody count how many grocery bags? He I didn't. In? It was a good amount, though. But it, that was like the gag. He got excited. Eight bags, something like that. I say it was, I would say it was around 15 ish. He keeps getting more and more, though. But by the end, he goes back for like another round. He's like, "Ooh, the rest of my groceries. How many chicken feet can you buy? Lily asks Herman, you know, are you sure you don't want me to help you out with this whole cooking thing? And he's like, oh, you know, I know because it's like, you know, you always say too many cooks spoil the critter fritters. <laughs> yeah, that's another one of those lines. You're just like, fuck me. He's closer so to original Uncle Fester than he is. <laughs> he kind of is. Monster. To be fair, I wish that he had a light bulb in his mouth most of the time instead of talking. Well, to be fair, he does make electricity later. OK, I do enjoy that scene, though. So we cut to the next scene and. We're in the like dining room area and Marilyn tells Lily she scored high enough on the quiz to ask Dustin to ask her out <laughs> uh, again. Just seems like a weird concept. And then Eddie pops out for the first time. He's just like sitting in a dresser or something that's just like in the room. Then he starts doing the power line dance. It's crazy. Yeah. He, well, he says um, that he's going to tell Dustin to, to act sick or call out sick that day, knowing that Marilyn's going to ask him out for a um, as you said, any monster played played by Jason Marsden, who's like from everything in the '90s. He was Max in the Goofy movie. You would know him from Full House. You would know him from Step by Step. He was in like every everything. major sitcom back then. Yeah. You know what's weird is I looked up. I wanted to see how many episodes he was in of Full House as Nelson because he's such a memorable character. Four. Really? Doesn't that seem insane? No shit. Because in your head, you're like, oh, he was in that I wonder whole what his step-by-step step like, run was. He must have had a good run there, then. It's really only four? Because I, I know he comes late into that show, but... He's just there when she, like, breaks up with Steve, and there's, like, that competition. I guess that's only four episodes? Yeah, he battles Viper for her heart. Yes. And then he shows up, I think, in Fuller House, possibly. One episode. He was bald, too, I believe. Is he bald in real life? No, I don't, I don't believe so. That's why it was strange. Although we will have an opportunity to find out in a few weeks. Oh, yeah, you guys are going to meet him at the Comic-Con. We'll see him in Rhode Island, yeah. Can't wait to talk to him about this show. <laughs> He's going to close the door and go, yuck, for a second you mention it. 
I want to walk up to him and act like I only know him from this acting credit. <laughs> <laughs> you should. I loved your betrayal of Eddie Munster. <laughs> we could probably print out a nice glossy 8x10 for him to sign. I bet you he has one. Not as Eddie Munster. I doubt it. You you get this idea that like, oh, the two big for parts. They print out pictures for everything. I know. I mean, I've been there, but I have a feeling we're not going to see an Eddie Munster 8x10. But I guess we'll see. That's why I have my Kevin Nash signed Super Shredder picture. Yeah, well, that's at a Comic-Con, yeah. No, it just makes me think of, did you guys watch that China documentary that came out a little while ago? A Night in China? We're talking China with an I or a Y? With a Y. Yeah, A Night in China. Search it. <laughs> Do not search that. <laughs> I'm talking about a different one, but nudity is involved. There's like a really well-made documentary. I don't know if Netflix made it or Vice or somebody that's sort of about her like final days or whatever. It's really depressing or whatever, but they're talking about her like they're she had like some shithead manager who's having her do all these comic cons. And it was like, the sign was like signed autographs of China clothed $20, like nude $30. It was like charging more for the, it just made me feel so slimy. You know, did you buy one? No, it was a documentary. Nick. I could totally see you going on eBay after watching it and being like, Oh, I need one and signed to Dave. <laughs> I don't want to, if I'm getting a nude eight by 10 of a sad dead lady, it's going to be fucking Anna Nicole Smith. B. Arthur, outstanding. Yeah, Rue McClanahan's not a sad old dead lady. She was a very happy lady who's, path, who's dead now. Let's get back into this show. Monsters, baby. You want my cold dead body? Stop it. Um, and so it's almost dinner time. And you know what they, sorry to come real, on, real, real come quick, on. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking with Herman being, you know, a Frankenstein monster, like Frankenstein creation, that could be their way around the different act, the different voice. He woke up, they had to replace certain parts. That's why he sounds different. That's why he looks different. Yeah. That yeah. Would explain right. the really weird boots that go up so high. What I didn't like is just those boots looked like shit. <laughs> that was the problem. They just look like there's fabric over them or something. Yeah, they could have just like stylized boots. them a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, it's um. anyways, it's almost dinner time. And Eddie's not very excited when he hears that his dad made dinner tonight. We also see grandpa trying to like sneak out of the house. And when Lily's like, where are you going? He's like, out for a bite, <laughs> which was a nice little vampire joke. He's the shining thing in this. Every time he pops in, you're like, oh, OK, that's a tough. It was like, again, it was like you have to disconnect that he's not going to look like grandpa from the first show. Yeah, but I, I feel like he's the only one that watched the original show and took notes because he acts like grandpa. Right, yeah. Nobody else really acts like their previous character. This guy, too, the actor who plays him, his name is Howard Norton. Howard Morton. 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 I looked him up. He's one of those dudes who's been in like eight billion TV shows, too. So, like, there's probably a chance he even crossed paths with uh, Al Lewis or something at one point. You know what I mean? Like, these dudes worked for so long and did so many varied things. Lily says that they have agreed to. Uh, support is, as she said, like culinary endeavor. She didn't say like culinary. She said it very strange. I don't know if that like triggered any of your ears. No. Culinary. No. He's like, I support it, but I don't have to eat it. As they're talking, Herman comes out with like the cauldron or whatever. And, you know, dinner served. And it looks like these like blue noodles that are like as thick as quarters. <laughs> like it, it was like, like udon noodles. Way thicker. It looks like something that would get pulled out of a giant nose in um, Double, <laughs> Double Dare. Dare. <laughs> That's what this whole meal looks like. They're like they're like as thick as dreadlocks, and they're just blue. Yeah, yeah it looks like they shaved Predator's head and yeah. put them in a stew. But it was weirdly effective because it legitimately grossed me out. And usually, it's like, oh, prop food. Ha, ha, ha. I was like, ew. That's true. Yeah. You know what? If equally grossed them out, those if they just pulled out a piece of broccoli. 
Touche. <laughs> Ew. These bowls are really interesting too. They almost look like, do you remember when we were little kids and you could like still smoke inside restaurants or whatever? They would have those like foil metal ashtrays on tables. I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what yeah. about? That's what these bowls look like to me. Did you also notice that instead of knives, they all have cleavers? <laughs> I didn't notice I that. I did see that, yeah. And then, yeah, so to get them into the bowl, Herman has to like cut them with scissors out of the serving spoon or whatever to like that grossed me out too the idea of cutting your food with scissors i don't know what it was about that but i felt like just uneasy in my stomach watching that happen kitchen shears but those weren't kitchen shears you just like grabbed a pair of fiskers and went yeah they looked like barber scissors yeah (laughs) he was strutting and cutting after he made that deal lily's trying to be supportive so she's like you know i'm gonna have a bite just as soon as i count to three and does like that typical counting infractions thing that you would see in so many shows it was it, that was kind of an expected move right there and she takes a sip of like the broth that came with it and immediately like her mouth get stuck i didn't get that at yeah. all so did he make glue by accident yeah and then they do this this like a such a like a thing that only works in cartoons where like the way they pried her mouth open in real life would have shattered every tooth that she had in her mouth i mean like it's no that was an oil can that's what they cut to later yeah Oh, I thought they were putting a metal thing like to like a pry no. bar. No, that was that old timey oil can. It was like the Wizard of Oz. I, I can't believe I can't believe I'm bringing up Wizard of Oz twice, but I must have really been zoning out at this point. First time I w- when I was looking at it at first, I thought it was like a torch. I was like, they torched their mouth open, and then as I looked at it, I noticed it was like those little oil cans. So maybe the food gave her tetanus. But yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the next uh, scene over is when you see the oil can opening her mouth. Herman's shouting now that like. You know, his cooking stinks and he's pounding the counter and you see like pots and pans falling, which, you know, had a little bit of a monstery vibe. Very monstery. That at least did feel a little monstery, only, you know, poorly executed. (laughs) Explain this next line, because grandpa's like, never say never. So you're going to win. Was this like a Rocky thing? It felt very Rocky. Yeah, it felt like he was jumping into Burgess Meredith, who would have been uh, actor opposite of Julie Newmar in Batman. So I'm wondering... Because it had to be some, it had to be another like of the time reference that they were going for there. So I was like, maybe it's Rocky, but I don't know. 88 would have been Rocky 4. He's dead by then, though. There's no Mick in Rocky 4. Oh, you're right. He dies in three. Yeah. Spoiler alert if you guys haven't <laughs> he up Rocky seen the Rocky <laughs> movies. And if you haven't, start with five. It's the best one. Don't skip it. Skip it. And I hope you don't get attached to any of the characters because other than Rocky, they all eventually die. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Don't get attached to anybody. Now the little shithead son lives. Not in real life. Oh, bummer. I didn't know that. I, mean, I feel bad. I just meant that he's like the character in the new movies is kind of a shithead. <laughs> That's his like actual son in uh, Rocky Five. He passed. Oh, bummer. I didn't know that. So Sorry. Well, slash. there's a sad pivot. So um, in any event, <laughs> it's Ferg laughing at sad things again. I'm laughing at Joe smiling through it too because I was going to point out you guys gave me shit for that. I just have a bad sense of humor. It was gifted to me by, by Mama Medusa years and years ago. Mama Medusa? Well, Grandpa mentions um, Mama Medusa, Lily's great-grandma, and that she was the best cook in all the land, and nobody who ever tried her Transylvania surprise lived to regret it. They tell him that he can use the recipe for the contest, because it's so easy an idiot can make it, so now we get to prove it. Herman starts jumping up and down, saying goody-goody, and the camera's shaking and things fall. Again, like that's got some monster feel to it. Same gag as before when he was pounding. It's also just like the camera person went like, yes, it was done very <laughs> poorly. So fucking bad. I was going to say, this seems more Herman than the first time he jumped. Because the first time he jumped was almost again in anger, like because he can't win the contest. Like, yeah, it does seem more Herman to jump comically out of excitement. 
What doesn't seem hermit is to do the world's worst Julia Childs impression, which happens here, which I was not expecting. That's yeah. So the next scene now Herman had made the Transylvania surprise and we see the family sitting at the dining room table as he presents it. And yeah, Joe, as, as you said, he's, he does his uh, best Julia Child here. Joe, you want to give us one? Oh, bon appetit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of that, Jay, how's your Bobcat Goldthwait impression coming along? It's awesome. And as soon as you find a show that I can use it for, I can't wait to give it to you. So um, there has to be something. There isn't. I've looked. It's going to, yeah, something's going to like unearth one day that like I, I'm unaware of and it'll bite me in the ass. But Mr. Bobcat, can you please direct us to something? As I'm sure he's an avid listener. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if there was ever a time you're sick right now, you could probably do a really good one. Yeah, I know. You probably could. Well, he probably wouldn't eat Herman's food because he's a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we look at this uh, Transylvania surprise and it just looks like a dessert. I don't know if it's intended to be a dessert. Just like a pie like a or cream cake. pie. Yeah, with like um, like green frosting all over it. Gordo, is that your favorite kind of pie? It is. It is, actually. I enjoy a good cream pie. Uh, that joke aside, um, it reminded me of all the food in the movie Troll 2. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, but all the pie is and stuff as green on top of it. Known to be like one of the worst movies of all time. Of all time, yep. Is that the one with Julia Louis Dreyfus? That's the one with, oh my God. Is that the cream pie line? <laughs> yes. I will say though, in this scene, uh, two things. One, I'm glad he did a Julia Childs impersonation because doing an Italian lady accent ages a lot better than if he was to do like some of the other popular cooks of the time. Like if he did a Yan Can Cook impression or something, this shit would not fly now. But also, the glasses floating in the air is a practical effect that works and looks really good compared to almost every other effect in this episode. Yeah, it's like, so yeah. the gag is that they're drinking bat milk. So every time they pour the milk into the glass, it starts to, like, levitate. Fly and they have away. To keep, like, you have to keep grabbing it to bring it down. And I thought that was funny. And again, like, it's funny in a show that's monsters, we have to pick apart the moments that feel monsters. But this was one of them. Uh, how about the Eddie Wolf howl here? Anybody want to do take a take a crack at that? I think Nick Nick's do. Nick's no, do that, was, that was pretty bad. Well, the reason for the howl, by the way, is that they're all eating the Transylvania surprise, and it's actually very good. So everyone's loving it. Lily even says that it's better than Mama Medusa's herself. That's when we get the Eddie howl. And again, I'm doing everything in my power to knock off. I'm actually pretty sick right now, so um, there's no chance I'm going to be able to do that. Gordo, you're up. Yeah, I did Julia Child. It's your turn. Yours was a little sadder than Eddie's. Eddie's is very excited. Yours is someone just, yeah, yours is more like, you lock me outside, please let me in. <laughs> Gordo's scratching at the door. <laughs> That's the best I can do. I'm sorry, I speak uh, fluent werewolf. So, But as they're all eating, Marilyn walks in and tells everyone that she has a date with Dustin and that he's going to come to get her tomorrow night. Am I, am I the only one that couldn't tell if her walk-in was happy or sad until she delivered the news? I didn't. Yeah, I guess too. I didn't pay, I wasn't paying attention to that part of it. You know what I noticed, though? This was like the first time it actually dawned on me. I was going to mention it earlier, though. This was like when I first realized, forget the fact that Marilyn is now an 80s kid instead of a 60s kid for no explained reason. But the whole gag of the original show is that everyone, including her, thinks she's ugly, but she's actually very pretty. Yeah. And they just completely get away from that. Yeah, that's like a dead thing now. True. Yeah. Also, them being asleep wouldn't stop her from aging. Yeah. Well, we don't know what's in those coffin chambers or whatever but it's not like a time thing or a, a fr they're not like frozen they're just asleep 
it's a world of vampires and and monsters and stuff. You got to give them a little bit of um of leeway with stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, nerd. I think we talked about this in the first monsters episode though, where like it doesn't. Did Grandpa become a vampire when he was an old man? Well, yeah, <laughs> I guess he would have had to have. Yeah, yeah. You stop aging as a ah, vampire fuck. when you become one. So he got bit as like an eighty-year-old man. I think because he became a good vampire, he stopped feeding, and because he's not feeding, he doesn't have eternal youth anymore. Okay, I guess in vampire lore, uh, yes, for a good flex on that one. <laughs> but what about Lily? Lily is his daughter. Did he bite his daughter, or do two vampires give birth to no? A but that's vampire? his. Is that is that his daughter? I, I remember. Yeah, we talked about that in the first ep, first month of the show. Yeah, it doesn't make sense that a Frankenstein's monster and a bride of Frankenstein gave birth to a werewolf, or that her dad is a vampire, or that their niece is a human. It, none of it makes sense. You gotta. I don't know. Apparently, his mother's a Medusa. His mother's a Medusa, also, which is a she always a statue, a Gorgon. Ah, yeah. Gorgon. Is that like is that like Greek mythology? Yeah, Medusa's Greek mythology. Greek and Roman mythology are basically the same exact stories with just different names to the characters, though, so I can never remember. uh... The the Romans are named after planets. All the planets are named after Romans. Mm. So yeah, it's one of those things with Marilyn that the main thing that if you pull anything from the original show, like describe her character, it's the fact that everyone in the family thinks she's ugly, but she's actually a very attractive girl. That's like the running gag. And it's just like a dead entity now. I wonder if that's like a modern of the times. They didn't want to have the daughter. Nope. That would be if they did it now. Not in the eighties. Yeah. Not in the eighties. I don't know, but I also noticed like people like they're creeped out by them, but they don't have the old reaction of running in fast motion away from them when they see them. I was waiting for a fast motion shot. We didn't get any of them. And that's the best part of the monsters. But I guess in this world though, too, now that we're 20 years later, like so much has happened and so much has changed. We're like, People like you had like hair metal dudes, right? Who were and like all these like people in costumes and stuff all the time or like it's the 80s. People just think it's rad. Yeah. People just be like, they're dressed cool. But all right. So they went through all of the 60s. Like people already know from this town that they exist. Like it's not the first time that they're seeing. That's true, too. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same universe. Yeah. Yeah. And 20 years isn't that long. Like I said earlier, 20 years ago was 2002. Yeah, exactly. So you'd be like, oh, you remember that creepy Frankenstein that walked around yeah, town? You'd like- fucking remember that guy, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that guy. He won the cosm contest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, take off your mask there, buddy. Got a flat head there, fella. But yeah, if this was 50 years later and they were like, oh, everybody in the neighborhood is like dead or moved away, you'd be like, oh, it makes sense that nobody is weirded out by this. But there was just an empty house for 20 years and then the inhabitants of that house just magically reappeared Without aging a day 20 years later, that's well, noticeable. Maybe the young moved away and the old died. All of them? <laughs> like, I still go by the school records. She would have been in the same high school 20 years ago. So she stops school one day as like a sophomore. 20 years later, she comes back as a sophomore. Some of those teachers are still going to be there. Her records are still going to no, be there. No, I think you, if you submit a proof of coma report, usually it's, it's fine. You can re-enroll in the same grade. Like it's strange. Waka, waka, waka. It's like... I'm getting like deadpan as if I'm telling an actual fact. Like, oh, <laughs> well, how about for fun? We all go back to high school for uh, for a week. Let's see if they'll let us in. You imagine that shit now. You're like, I want to reenlist. They're like, uh, do you have a gun or are you a predator? No, get the fuck away from this building. But she's not. Our get out age. of our school, Joe, you pervert. 
Come on, Joe. You peaked in high school. You were a prom king. That's true. It's all been downhill from there. They won't. Jay will get arrested on site for beating a teacher back in the day. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we find out that this is also the day of the cooking contest. So they won't be around when Dustin goes to pick her up. And then also Dustin's mother is the judge of the cooking contest, which was kind of alluded to earlier when it was first brought up at the top of the episode. Herman doesn't want her knowing that he's in it because he thinks it wouldn't be fair. She likes him too much, which, um, you know, comes into play later on when she actually sees him. Herman praises grandpa for remembering the recipe so perfectly. Something's bothering him. Uh, grandpa, that is. He said that there's something like gnawing at him, not in a good way. And it's something that he can't remember. And it just ends with that quick uh, call back again of his glass lifting in the air. And he like has to bring it back down. And again, it does make you, he's the one person. He kind of makes you like, okay, I'll keep watching. I want to see what the one thing he screwed up is. You like kind of care about whatever it is that his story arc is going to be. Yeah. And we get to the, um, the next scene, which is at the actual cooking contest, which is weird because like the set change made it look like an 80s sitcom more than like when they're at the house. Obviously the house is done in a more horror way, but this looks like the set to any, like you take them out and this same set is used in every sitcom of that era like you could easily see like everyone from fresh prince in there for like a class or something too you know it's just right stip- uh, that stereotypical set this scene was like a warm bath like i was like oh we're in an 80s sitcom now i'm so happy and we're in an 80s sitcom at a weird unrealistic event like it's so perfect right this is also the first time i realized how much you love a warm bath I was just going to say that. Oh, I'm a man that loves a warm bath. I haven't had a bath in... Well, that sounds wrong. I I haven't taken a purposeful bath and not a shower in probably 25 years. There is no tub in my house, so we only have showers. Our tub has rust in it, so I don't want to sit down and get lead poisoning. Or rust in your bum. I am a man that I like to take bubble bath. Like I got no qualms of taking bubble bath. I feel like the water never stays hot for very long. But that's when you get out, you shower. Well, you know what What I think of is like when we were in high school and we'd be at Ferg's house and Ferg still had buckets of toys in his tub. <laughs> he did. More <laughs> than high school. <laughs> Ferg, pick up your camera right now and walk to your bathroom and show us your tub. I was like middle school. <laughs> Oh no, Stone Cold, what are you doing in here? <laughs> there were Power Rangers. Yeah. Ferg's always had an interesting relationship with his bathtub because as he he got rid of the toys so he could sleep and puke in there when he drank <laughs> as an older man. <laughs> Just the pink Power Rangers left to keep him company when he's throwing up. Ferg, if you were to take a rough guess, how many times would you say you've woken up in your tub? At least five. <laughs> five from being drunk. Probably more from just falling asleep in there. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> That's dangerous. Don't yeah. take don't take baths, dude. You have to buy him a snorkel. <laughs> now that is a sitcom thing. If we you, you could I can see us going, anybody seen Ferg? And you open the door and he's asleep with a snorkel in the tub. All right, can that be the back of the Fergberg t shirt? Can that be like your your state flag? <laughs> As we come into the scene now we're in their cooking uh the cooking contest here, the Mockingbird Heights cooking contest. This is where I noticed and it's insane. The crowd, the actual audience here, is laughing so Oh, there's hard. a particular part. I'm going to bring it up in a second. There's one part when they actually get going that they're, like, dying. I'll bring that up in a minute. It sounds like the crowd from, like, the Arsenio Hall show or something. Like, it is so overwhelming. 
I think that might just try to them trying to nod to the original show. I know. I think they just try to convince you it's funny. I think it's definitely the woman who later on, or it's somebody who later on went and married the person who went like, woo, for when Tim <laughs> Allen took his shirt off. Like they were kindred yeah. spirits who found each other. Cause when they start doing the egg breaking stuff, there is one person who like can't fucking handle it and is laughing so hard. That whole cooking scene there's yeah, you're right. It's just like one person that this is the funniest fucking thing that they have ever seen. Well, that would, that would have been me. When we start the scene in general, though, when we meet Dee Dee, who's Dustin's mom, and she's addressing all the contestants in the contest, Sans Herman, he's not there yet. Did you guys notice that it's like, it's like all, it's like women of all kind of like varied ages, all like middle aged to older, though. But then there's just one ferociously old man who's part of the contest. Did you guys notice that? It's, yeah, it's the Six Flags guy who's taking a break and making dinner. The, the contest as it stands before Herman, there's five women and then like one 80 something year old man who's part of the contest. And it was very distracting to me, but she has them all get seated and she like gets up to the podium and she's starting to speak. And that's when we see the monsters walk in and Herman's got like a chef hat and like a very feminine apron on, which was kind of funny. I thought that was a little funny. I did get a laugh out of, there's a couple laughs in the scene for me, to be honest with you. The eggs got a laugh. The yes. apron got a laugh. The plugging the plug into his neck. The plug got a laugh for me. Gordo, you've had jobs as a chef. How many times have you plugged things into your neck? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, have you ever been there where anybody actually wears like a Chef Boyardee type hat? Ironically, yes. I've been in... It was him. It, I actually do have a couple of pictures with me in one, I believe, somewhere. Or I have like a shortened... There are some people who do it. There is a specific French name for wore it but if you're like i guess really really old school you would wear it but it's kind of people don't do that anymore they either wear like straight like skull cap or more of like a smaller pillbox cap right like a chef pillbox yeah yeah yeah. like i have a pillbox hat um that's just comfortable but or you get like the paper hats like yeah when you think of like french french chef called a toque uh i don't know if i'm pronouncing t-o-q-u-e i would say toque sounds right to my uneducated ear it does you wear your toque while you open the cloche. Toke all the time. When I... One toke over the line. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. Moving <laughs> forward. That bit didn't work. Yeah. Anyway. Waka well, waka. Yeah. Uh, Dee says to herself when she sees Herman, like, it's that family again. I'm freaking. I liked her. I don't know why. I do she too. She gets a little over the top later on, but. But she's fun over the yeah. top. She doesn't yeah. like um, Herman as much as he thinks clearly. But she doesn't run from him. No. She thanks almost all of them for being there today. And then Herman wonders why everyone's staring at him. Lily suspects that they're probably just jealous of his chef's hat. That was pretty monsters. Again, like that, yeah. that was kind of like old school. I mean, him dressed in the outfit he's wearing is very of the actual original show. Yeah. He looks like strawberry shortcake. Yeah, that's like the kind of apron. Yeah. So she announces that the contestant's going to start with the first three because there's like five or six of them, right? Six. And um, one, two, and three have to head up first, Herman being number two. And now they're going to head up to this counter and they're going to start cooking. And until this moment, I'm like, I just thought they were going to bring the dish. They have to actually prepare it. So that was my problem, too, was that you're having a cooking contest. They're going to be there for, for five hours. Three people? There's three and then there's three more. That's what I'm saying. Like, So after they cook and prepare like an entire dish, now the other three have to do it. Like they're going to be there until fucking seven in the morning. Yeah, this is a long day at the local cooking contest. I don't understand what they're doing. Go, go to the high school or something. Go to the home ec class where there's a ton of stoves. Like let them all cook at once. 
That's why if you ever watch any of the actual cooking competition TV shows, they're timed. It's like you've got yeah. 30 minutes to make whatever, because otherwise, like you said, Jay, you'd be there the whole night. And then we like we get Herman like dumping the sack of utensils all over the counter. And this is when like the, the, the fucking audience is going berserk. Apparently, there's nothing funnier than eggs. <laughs> eggs, in your, eggs in your pocket, though. If anybody, if someone's to walk up to you at work tomorrow and just seriously not trying to make you laugh, just start pulling eggs out of their pocket. You would laugh out of fear because I'm clearly in the room with a serial killer. Eggs account for the longest laugh in television history. Uh, longest audience laugh for, uh, from uh, was it when the gobbledygooper broke out of his egg. No, <laughs> no one was laughing at that. It was an I Love Lucy episode where she hit a bu- I forget the circumstance, but she hit a bunch of eggs in her blouse. And then Ricky decided to start dancing with her. And like swung her in and they all broke. And the audience laughed for like a solid 90 seconds for some reason. Uh, so maybe they were trying to chase that. Simpler times. We need egg jokes. We need egg jokes. But yeah, I know. So he's pulling eggs out of his apron and his pockets. And then one of them he pulls out, it's already broken. So some girl fucking loses it when that happens. That, that's, the, that's the woman who marries the Tim Allen guy yeah. or whatever. It's just yeah. too much. And then like he breaks another egg like by placing it down because he's too forceful with it. So the egg humor is really getting over. <laughs> he's cooking and you're getting like all these reaction shots of people watching him because he, I'll say this I did find it funny when he used like a baster to suck up the egg and then put it in the blender this whole scene is good physical comedy it was and he does that and then he throws the eggshells in there anyways so he could have just put the whole he eggs in the blender them to up with, with the cleaver <laughs> so it was very it was a fun little shot of him like prepping and doing all this stuff this is again it was like the only life this episode had like it, yeah. it actually felt entertaining i could see this again being replicated this could have easily been the original monsters show doing this scene it's this set i feel like that cheaply dressed poorly done house set like casts a pall on the whole episode and it's like they it's like wizard of oz like mentioned earlier it's like they walk into this other set for the cooking contest and like it goes back into color and becomes like a funny sitcom for four minutes it's so weird maybe part of it is and correct me if i'm wrong but he doesn't speak at all there is that. You're not getting like, oh, where are all my eggs at? Getting the physical comedy out of them, which is oh kind of Oh boy, like, I'm hard boiled now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is much more like a silent, like a Charlie Chaplin type wacky comedy, and he doesn't have his weird voice. So you really enjoy it. That's a good point, Nick. And um, yeah, and, and it does end with the, as he tries to turn the blender on, as you guys mentioned, there's no power. So he just puts it on the bolt in his neck, and everything's working just fine. And then he goes, Oh, you might want to get started. And then put it on his neck. Yeah, he's looking at one of the other um, contestants who's kind of looking at him in horror. Yeah. This also does feel like the kind of thing that Bobcat Goldthwait would have done as Zed in the Police Academy movies, too. <laughs> Plug it against his neck. <laughs> but it would have worked somehow. Yeah. We cut back to the monster's house where Marilyn's on her date with Dustin and he's just trying to fuck in the living room. Yeah, because he's got that <laughs> cougar. He's got that 37 year old lady in there and he's a high school boy. And um, she doesn't want to kiss him because he's trying to listen to her instincts again because he doesn't completely understand what that word means Dustin says well you know come closer and close your eyes and we'll we'll get quiet and we'll both see if we can hear it and then he's going in from the you know for the kiss again but then the cuckoo clock comes out and starts squawking and then like everything in the house starts kind of going like haywire and that's when we get like that fucking crazy pyrotechnic that you brought up earlier from like where spot usually is under the stairs like that explodes this is all this stuff going on and but the explosion was it just didn't fit the budget of that show it's at all. It's so big. It's just that one balding, long-haired dude who's like, hey, like, like he's the pyro guy. 
and he's just going to overdo it. He's like, I can hook you guys up. Don't worry about it. Let's make this look good on TV, man. Yeah. Also, did the did the bird who comes out? Did it play Hail to the Chief? Like it squawked something really weird. And I think like bom, 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 bom. It, it might have been that song. I think it was that, but it was something along those lines, like a weird like rah rah America song that wouldn't doesn't make any sense here. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a bizarre song for because you would have thought it would have been something a little spookier or something to kind of go with right. the theme. Or like it would have been a raven. It would have been like, never more. Like you, it's something. Well, actually, I think they did in the original show, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. It would talk out, make a quip, and then say never more and go in on the original It was like a sarcastic show. cuckoo clock, right? Yeah. Yeah. It would make a joke and then it would. And no, you guys can't see my broken cuckoo clock again. <laughs> yeah. Aw. <laughs> but yeah, grandpa runs out. He's like, we've got a catastrophe. He's like, we didn't even kiss honest, Dustin. I thought that was pretty funny. His reaction time was really good on that one. I mean, I get it, though, because wouldn't you be scared if you were trying to put the moves on a lady whose family were a Frankenstein's monster, a wolf boy, a vampire? Yeah, his, her grandfather. I wouldn't have walked into that house. Her vampire grandfather. That's how horny he was. Her grandfather, who's a vampire, so, runs yeah. out screaming. It's like, we didn't kiss. We didn't kiss. And that kid grew up to be Frank from Step by Step. <laughs> <laughs> he took his horny units with him all the way to Suzanne Summers. And this is when grandpa realizes that, you know whatever it was that he was forgetting. So he's like, we got to make it over to the cooking class and make sure that no one eats the Transylvania surprise. And as soon as he says that, we cut back to the contest and you can see like everyone's putting the finishing touches on the dishes. And uh, it does look like the green is just frosting, right? He's just like piping frosting all over the top of this thing and time's up. So Dee Dee heads over to the table and Lily says she thinks she's going to be very surprised by Herman's cooking. And Dee Dee says like something along the lines of it better not be an endangered species. She then heads over to Herman first, which made no sense because he's contestant number two. Yeah. So she skips the first contestant and goes over to him first. And it's weird to skip for a number of reasons. But the first one would be that she already shows her displeasure at him even being there and doesn't want to eat any of his food. But she chooses to do it first. Yeah, it makes no sense at all. How can I end this quicker? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. How do you end it quicker? They had to make him number two to put him in the middle for the for the visual. And then they were like, let's just ignore that when it's judging time. But yeah, she says that the dish he prepared, you know, it looks all right and it smells fine. She asked him if he made this himself. Didn't you just she watch just him make it? Make it. <laughs> like, it wasn't like he just brought it. <laughs> He's been cooking it in front of me for the last hour. I wonder if she like meant this is your own recipe and they just terrible writers. <laughs> she finally takes a bite and genuinely likes it. And she's eating it. And as she's like chewing, you get the shot of Grandpa Marilyn and Dustin all walking in. And grandpa asks Lily if anyone's tried it. And when this is what I didn't understand, by the way, this part right now. Well, he finds out and then he whispers something over to Marilyn. So now they have to distract Dustin to not see that what's about to happen to his mother. So he holds up his like cape and Marilyn's like, kiss me. My instincts are saying it's okay to kiss me. So now the two start kissing. And then as that's happening, poof, Dee Dee becomes a duck. Well, why, why did they need to distract him when everybody else in the audience is seeing this happen? Uh, it's his mom. It doesn't matter. Well, remember, like, it, well, when we get back to their house and, like, later on when they see each other, he's oblivious to all of it. So they did mask it. So he had no idea what happened. But, but you also skipped over, like, the best line in this whole thing when Grandpa says, oh, I know it's gnawing at me before they get in here. And he goes, we need the bat milk. And he goes, run upstairs, get the little buckets. We have to milk the bat. That's later. I didn't skip. Nope. I didn't look, glance over it because it happens much later in the episode. Are you sure? 
Yeah. Positive. Yes. That's like almost the last. That's, that's like that's the last the two reveal minutes. that the bat milk is the cure. No, it's not. It's after that. It's after that too. Yeah. This it's is that- just when Dee Dee turns into the duck. How about we just play it out and you'll find out when it happens because trust me, it happens later. <laughs> I got it all written down, boys. Moving forward, <laughs> we cut back to the house and now Herman asks why none of them turned to ducks when they ate it. And grandpa explains that when they all ate it, they had it with the bat milk, which it um, happens to be the antidote. And just for clarification right now, we have the family all sitting on the couch and Herman sitting there with the duck on his lap. This whole thing feels very Batman, 60s Batman to me too. Yeah. Like the explosion in the room and then a, just a real duck there is very plus, 60s. Plus Catwoman's there. Plus Catwoman is there. Here's my thing. If grandpa realized before he left the house that if someone eats the Transylvania surprise, they're going to turn into a duck. Why didn't you bring bat milk with you to the contest? Said that. No, he didn't. No, that's when he finds out that other people ate it. It's way later. Because they had to clear her out because it's hard to force feed milk to a duck. That's why she's now a duck in their house and they're feeding it bat milk with the little like syringe, not syringe, but the like ink dropper dropper. thing. Now on the monsters, there's only ever been one bat and that's his friend Igor, who's a male bat. So I'm just saying what bat milk could be. (laughs) They keep milking the same bat. (laughs) thick milk <laughs> i think i've had this before <laughs> well, salty milk you guys think bat milk would be salty <laughs> i don't think you've been listening Gordo, to what we've been saying gordo's been confused ever since he realized that he wasn't paying attention for the second half of the episode hey gordo and- do do male cows produce milk no do you think male bats do the cow's name is norm <laughs> there's a slitty slickers reference for you gordo they're talking about cum <laughs> thank you easier to just put it on the table that way hence the thick salty milk jokes we were making a moment ago <laughs> moving right along so they feed the duck some of this bat milk uh, while it's sitting on Herman's lap and eventually there's another poof and now the duck turns back into Dee Dee and she screams and jumps up because now out of nowhere she just appeared and she doesn't know what happened and she's sitting on Herman's lap in his house as this is happening Dustin and Marilyn are walking into the house and Dustin having no idea where his mom went, you know, said it was like unlike her to disappear, but then she runs by. I didn't get that she wouldn't have any recollection of being a duck. Well, she doesn't. She doesn't. She, he asks, you know, what she's doing there, and she says she has no idea, and all that she remembers is having the incredible urge to fly south, which that is the worst joke in the episode. That's the worst joke I've yeah, ever been to, yeah. No. By far. That's, that's a pretty bad one. <laughs> that's so bad. So the monsters all head over to where she's at. Dee Dee starts having like an anxiety attack because of everything going on. And it results in her now like quacking over and over again as she's panicking. Well, she's, you know, coming off of being a duck. I can imagine the little quirk, but I'd have a panic attack too. Not for well, nothing. Listen, they're all, they're all like monsters and you're in their house. Like I get it. And you're on this guy's lap. She says out loud that she's having like anxiety and then she starts quacking and it's, it gets very wild and. I don't want to say she's like overacting, but she's toying, she's toying that line. Nah, she's good here. She's good here. It was just the right amount of freak out and dialogue. She would think she got roofied from eating his cake because all of a sudden she's at home on his lap. Yeah, she's in his house on his lap. And- After eating his cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got one. <laughs> yeah, you we'll count that one, Gordy. <laughs> so during her anxiety attack, Herman asks about his um 
Transylvania surprise. And she says that, you know, surprisingly enough, he might actually end up being the winner of the contest. Even though she only ate one thing, she didn't even eat the other things from the contest. That's a good call. I didn't even think of that. She gets turned into a duck after eating the first dish. It leaves, yeah. Leaves, and then she's like, he probably won. Yeah, he probably won. Everything else probably sucked, right? And then they tell all the other contestants, hey, we'll be right back. And then you wait right here. Hours. Was she the only judge? Yes. Looked like it. Looked like it, right? Yeah. Maybe there's an alternate. Just, yeah, just in case someone turns you into a duck. You never know. In a food contest, what if somebody gets sick from eating the food? Then they probably didn't win. Well, I mean, first of all, that person loses. She's running out and she's trying to head back over there and Herman offers to give her a ride in his hearse. He says, um, you can even sit in the front if you'd like. I thought that was all kind of a force. That was a little too, the monsters kind of exist in a world where they talk like that, but they don't always acknowledge how different they are. And they're like, you can even sit in the front of the hearse to me felt a little off, but I don't know. I don't know if it like struck you guys. I felt like if grandpa said it, it would have worked. No, the the way it should have went was I can give you a ride, and she looks out the door and sees it's a hearse, and goes, and, and then the saying, fast motion of her running away. Yeah, and then he says like you could have run up front. Herman chases her out and says something about like you know having leftovers. Now Grandpa hears that and he starts to panic, and he says we need to grab little buckets to milk the bats and head over there. There, that's it is. the best line in the show. Wherever you put it, <laughs> yeah, that's the best line in the show. Um. I mean, it, it wasn't it a is. bad line. It, it I don't know if it was the me, best line. It got me cackling. I literally legit snorted at that. It's not hard. No, no, no. That The whole episode, I mean, I chuckled here and there, but like that, I audibly was laughing. Like, raffle, raffle laughing. Again, it's, it's our job to overanalyze, right? We're talking about a monster show, but Herman should know better, right? He already saw her turn into a duck. Why is he talking about having leftovers? He means the other contestant's food. Yeah, she only oh. took a piece. Well, that's why... He panicked, though. He was worried that everyone else was going to eat it. Grandpa. Well, there'd be leftovers from every meal, including his. That's true. I mean, how many people, though, are just going to eat some random green pie? You're going to the well too much. You had it, and then you got a... The yeah, first greedy. one was all right. Then you went the second time, and then you you just... Yeah, the one more time, you had to give it. I did. <laughs> it's the Mike Gordon special. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm serious, though. Who, who's going to be eating, like, any of these leftovers? It's I think if everyone watched her turn into a duck, they're probably not going to want to eat that. But um, also true. Yeah, but if I'm at a eating a food competition, I'm going to want to try the winning dish. That's true. Well, they don't know it's, it's the only dish he ate. But we don't know if that one, even though she said it would, it would win. Yeah, but so. he 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 said who's going to want to try these leftover dishes? I said if I'm at a contest, I'm going to want to try everything. But the only people there are the contestants, and they all saw her turn into a duck. No, that's a whole crowd. No, there isn't. There were people sitting in the crowd. No. Yeah, they were screaming with laughter at the eggs, yeah. remember? What are you talking? No, no, no. That's just the There's studio. There's a whole one. audience to the There's contest. seats. They cut to them during the yeah, cooking. You yeah. do see the seats. from not the, not the studio audience, but an actual audience for the competition. Yeah, Lily and them are sitting in the crowd with the other people. No, they were sitting there. No, but no, those were all the contestants. Yes. If you look, they no, have all the numbers. There's like 10 seats or so. It's not a lot, but there are seats. Go back and watch. You go back and watch it. You thought I don't they were need milk to. And I watched it the first time. Every scene. the entire audience. Also, I will never go back and watch this. I kind of want to watch the uh, unaired pilot, if we're being honest. But that I would watch. The uh, the room clears, and now the only people left are Marilyn and Horny Dustin, and it fades with the uh, the two kissing, and the the house starts to go haywire again. Like all the stuff with the cuckoo clock and fire and all this stuff happens all, all over again. And I thought that is the end of the episode. It felt like it should have been this last. That was scene, like the close. Yeah. There was like there was closure for everybody. I was wondering if 
it ended and the next episode had started and like they kind of just attached it to the beginning of this so like i i let it go until the end obviously but i wasn't positive until it it, it, went it was confusing because they did the whole fade to black and it felt like the end of the episode but there was one more scene and now herman and lily are sitting at the table this is probably the next day or whatever herman looks upset and he says that marilyn will do anything to dustin but hold on marilyn will do anything for dustin but lily won't even play chess with him and she's like why do you want to play chess i've already won 106 games in a row he's like no 105 and then she moves like one piece on the board and goes okay 106 so i guess they were playing but then herman heads over to the couch and lily uh joins him because he looks a little sad and asks him a question from the love quiz or whatever and she asks him what his dream date would be and he says get all dolled up hit an early funeral and then head to the video store to pick up Friday the 13th. You know, the superior of the horror franchises. Get out of here. And then Lily says, we've already seen Friday the 13th. He goes, I know. I turn it on for Eddie so we can head upstairs. Ah. Oh, horny Herman. Horny, yeah, Herman. horny Herman. We got horny teens and horny adults. He doesn't want to play chess. He wants to play chest. Yeah. So, and then the episode ends with Herman and Lily running upstairs to fuck. Yeah. It literally, that's the end is like, well, we'll just go yep. upstairs and fuck do, now. Do, 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 do. Yeah. i'll tell you what i'd like to do lily dustin the character in the next year from this show is in friday the 13th uh he's in jason takes manhattan oh no shit he's like one of the main characters in it yeah there was the obvious ending and then the fade back and then the unnecessary scene to end it like it was an episode of married with children i was gonna say it felt like al going up the stairs after peg being like okay peg do you think that this was like a good credit thing no, because it was like the actual credits ran after that scene. That was the yeah. only thing to validate that it was actually supposed to be part of it. Okay. It's hard to say because like post credits weren't like very prevalent back then. No, it's the, it's the commercial break, one quick scene, and then the credits. Like they yeah. still do that a lot now. But uh, that's it. Yeah, that was it. That was like, the entirety of the episode. I just looked back at it and I've said this already. If you took the same script, there was a few dated lines, you know, of the timelines. A few things that didn't make sense. It could be better. But like, I think like this could have been an episode of the monsters. Like a lot of what happened. You know what it is though? It's, it's the same meal with different ingredients. And that's the problem. Everything is like they bought at a cheap supermarket instead of having Fred Gwynn and stuff. It was just bad. It was like the casting of Herman, I think was the doom of the, of the, of the show. It really was that in the lack of budget. If they put a little bit more money into the actual set, and hired a better person to play Herman because these are the main things you're looking at. I thought the writing wasn't that bad for a, a Munster's 80s reboot. It wasn't that bad. It had a lot of the same charm, but it didn't work. And I just can't help but think that when your main character is such a far departure from the actual you know, voice of the original main character, and then that set looking like just a, a dusty apartment from any other sitcom and not like this big lavish home like they lived in originally. It just takes you out of it. I think weirdly too, they just didn't give Lily anything. Like I mentioned earlier that she seems to sort of sit out and just be like, I'm just taking the paycheck or whatever. But like, you've got everybody playing so over the top that she's just kind of every once in a while shows up and is like, Ooh, Herman. I think she played it pretty true to form from the original Lily though. If you really look at like the original cast and like how they all acted, Lily didn't have a lot of over the top. This is is post Batman, right? Has to be post Batman. By 20 yeah. years or so, yeah. 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 It's just weird because she's like so much older, but she's not supposed to play an old person. I mean, technically she is, but 
She doesn't look old though. She looks great for 20 years post Batman. She's yeah. She's probably only like in her early forties here. I'd assume. Right. Yeah. It's such a weird thing. Right. It's definitely post Batman because we're only a couple years off of uh, Batman 89. That's true. Next year from this is the superior Batman movie of all time. Agreed. I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on? I did think it was like an interesting, I don't like the show, but it's not as bad as I expected when I watched it with like an analytical eye. And I was like comparing it. I don't know. There there was elements to it that took me. It surprised me a little bit in some spots. This wasn't as bad as you guys made it out to be. Look, I don't think it was the worst show in the world or anything like that, but this is a huge example of why I'm so mad at every streaming network right now. Just put it on there. I think we went pretty easy on this show, but you you act like we fucking hammered it, Gordo. We were acting kind of nice. No, yeah, we weren't. I mean, listen, there's episodes that if you can go back, other episodes we've covered that we annihilate the show from top to bottom. I think we were pretty fair with this one. Okay. All right. I'll give you guys that. I'll give you guys that. But I mean, just the general tone, I, I don't, I mean, okay. I guess you guys are right. Cause you guys are giving it the compliment. You guys are balancing it. Okay. But like I was saying a second ago, like I would honestly watch this if it was on Peacock. NBC owns it. It's a TV show with three seasons. It would cost them $0 to put it on their platform. Why don't they? We say this for a lot of these shows you can't find anywhere. Well, it's free content for you for a service where you either charge people money or you make money off of commercials. So why wouldn't you just put as much stuff that you own as possible up there? Because nobody gets paid for streaming rights. That's not the issue. There's no music rights here. No, what the issue is, is that how many server spaces do they have that can legitimately house this? And then think about, are you going to use that precious real estate to house the monsters today? I think they've got server farms for days and to have the bandwidth to be able to do live sports and stuff like Amazon and Peacock do. I think that they've got the space to put a ton of this stuff on. Or like I said, I used to say it all the time about like the WWE network that they should have charged different tiers for different things, right? Make if these networks were like, look, it's an extra package for $5 a month more. You get the seventies and eighties package and we're going to put a ton of these shows on here. I'd buy it right away. So you would buy, you would pay $5 to watch the monsters today. Not specifically just this, but I get what I get what Joe's saying. No, it's a good idea. I would. There's so many shows that like are just forgotten in time period, right? So like shows like this that we're covering, we're looking for Halloween type shows, right? And the Monsters is such an iconic franchise that you, when you even Google the original show, it'll show you all the spinoffs and reboots and things that that happen with it. But think of like all the other programs of the same era that are just gone that no one thinks of that like. You can't find them online. There was a show. I'll tell you guys off air at some point that I've been like, I want to make my pick, but I cannot find it. So I can't pick the show because I cannot find the episode anywhere so we can cover it. I've got one, too. I wanted to ask you to look for for the same thing. And it's one of those things where it was a show in the early, late 90s, early 2000s with like a big comedian in it. You know what I mean? Like in just like the Bless's House doesn't last very long. And then it's just forgotten about. But, you know, it's probably pretty funny. And it would be interesting to watch. And, you know, I wish somebody would just be able to figure out how to get it so we could watch that stuff or even make it. I don't care if you put it up for purchase. How about that? Then it's not taking up a ton of space on your streaming server farms. I would buy some of these shows seasons for five or ten dollars to actually see a lot of the stuff we've talked about that I'm interested in. And it seems insane that people wouldn't just try to monetize on their content. You know, it'd be an interesting concept is like if you paid five dollars and they sent you like a digital blind box. Like something like the monsters today and whatever. I think the problem with that, though, is if they're like, here's one episode of a bunch of shows, then you're going to want if you like the show, then you still want to watch more of them. 
Give you a season. Or if there's a season involved, I'm in. Some of these shows are like six episodes long. You know, this one yeah. actually has 73, but, you know, six episodes of a half hour sitcom, 22 minutes, that's like less than a movie. You know, it's not that much. Not that Some much of these time. like mid season replacement shows got killed after like four episodes and only produced five or six total anyway, right? So, yeah, it's at 20 minutes with no commercials, you're like such little actual time invested. But it would be interesting to see. And you can see when there's demand for it, because last year Hulu put up all of Golden Palace, which is this sort of spinoff sequel to Golden Girls. But they advertised it like it was a big deal. Like, hey, no one's seen this in 20 years, and now you can stream all of it. And we watched all of it in a day. Yeah, and people went to it. They know how to advertise television shows. We, we say it all the time. We need to be consultants for a lot of this stuff. I will sell my soul for very little money. I think that'll be the outcome, right? Like when this, like years down the road, when we're done doing this show, like it's going to get unearthed by someone and they go, these guys have some good ideas and we're going to all be 70 and by then out of touch with the world. Yeah. We will not be uh, helpful at that point. Yeah. We're going to be like, we need to add more old sitcoms to streaming. Like uh, we download to your brain now. What are you talking about? Old man. Well, luckily for us, we've got so much space in all of our brains that we can put lots of seasons of shows in there and it shouldn't affect too much. Yeah, I get, I get a lot of extra uh, hard drive that's completely empty. We've covered it. We, we talked a pretty good length for a show that's pretty forgotten in time. And ultimately, I think we were just hoping that you guys clicked thinking it was the regular monsters and then got hooked in and kept listening. Or you were hoping for some people to rant about how bad I assume the Rob Zombie movie is. I can tell you, no matter how bad you assume, it's worse. <laughs> I can't wait to see it now. I still got to watch it. Yeah, me too. When does it come out? Is it coming? Is it out yet? It's out. It's out. Or maybe this weekend. The original intent, by the way, was actually to peel it back to you guys. We wanted to line this up with the release of that show. And then there were some issues. We had to kind of move some things around. Also, by the time that Monsters movie finally came out, nobody fucking cared anymore. And it's gotten like, even the people who hate it, there's just, it's like everyone's indifferent now. Like there's not a lot of talk. So it's already forgotten about. And it just came out. It's, yeah, it's people have moved on. So us wanting to leech on to the teat of that movie. <laughs> was a failed endeavor but i uh, know i'm glad we covered it uh this is an interesting thing to look back on um the monsters being so iconic and kind of see a different spin on it but yeah so there's really nothing left to do guys let's get into the green letter cancel uh nick i'm gonna start with you we did bash it a little more than it needed it tried but this show did the one thing that i cannot deal with and it's i was bored the whole time i really struggled to maintain connection with watching it never mind you know thinking about it while I'm watching it for the podcast but like it was just you know really just void of any real entertainment sans the actual cooking scene which I did like but it was a it was a microscopic part of the episode it's a 21 minute episode felt like it was 41 minutes the the characters just most of them missed and I just had zero desire to I didn't want to finish this episode never mind watch a, another one so this is a a hard cancel for me one's tough one issue i have with the show is its main plot is they fell asleep and woke up in the 80s but they very little capitalize on that whole fish out of water than being from a different time and not understanding this time and era which is the crazy 80s like if anything the months would probably be more more comfortable in the 80s when where everyone was weird i don't know i feel like they could have just eliminated that whole plot point because it, it really is just like a reboot of the monsters um the Herman bothered me a lot, but as we discussed, like I could see this being an episode of the original show, which I did pass. I'm going to lean towards green lighting, believe it or not, because I, you know, I passed the original show and 
I want to see more. And that's always my go-to is do I want to see more butts? Uh, it's yes. Do I want to see more butts? It's weirdness factor. I, I just, I want to see if they up their game. I want to see more. I love, I love the stupid theme song as stupid as it is. And yeah, so green light onto the next Joe, you know, I, uh, didn't even think of it, Ferg, but you just raised the best point that why make such a big deal of them being now all of a sudden in the eighties and then not doing anything with that. It's so weird. Like I would have respected this more if Herman came in on a skateboard, you know what I mean? Or he was wearing a rat t-shirt or you know, some weird stuff he could have done or been like, somebody pass me the jolt cola. Like give me something to make me feel like it's the eighties. And at least I know you're taking the reach for that. Uh, so that's really interesting. No surprise here. This is not going to be a green light. This is not a very good show, but it was half a good show because I really feel like it reminded me of, I don't know if you guys have seen Kevin can fuck himself. The sitcom. Not that's on now. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, half the conceit of this show is that it's very, very dark. And then it's like a traditional sitcom. And that's what this episode felt like to me. And the house was just dark and dreary and not very funny. And just, I didn't enjoy it. And the second they walked into an actual brightly lit 80s sitcom premise, I was totally in. And I laughed and I enjoyed that whole half of the episode. And if other episodes are like that, I bet I would enjoy that too. But I can't pass something on half of it being warm and fuzzy sitcom. It was not very good. Uh, There's no way it's not a green light. Gordo. I think that you guys, I, I can see your point as to how it is a bad show. But it wasn't a bad show. It actually wasn't. It was written just like what you needed to be there was there. The writing was there. The feel was there. Sure, some of the characters were a little off, but like the foundation of the show felt like a Munster's plot. It felt like Munster's writing. The characters were close enough for government work. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. And I've been I have that stupid song stuck in my head and I have for like a month, like what was it? A year since Ferg? You're going to green light this on the song alone. You're going to say it's not the song, but I know it's on the song alone. I green lit it and it wasn't on the song. I believe that you're not doing it for the song. I do not believe the court was not doing it for the song. No, I actually did not mind this. I actually did not mind this. There were a few spots that where I think that this show lacks a little bit is it's not in black and white. I feel like if it was in black and white, you'd get a better veneer. You could hide a couple of these. It wouldn't be as cheesy, but that's just a minor thing. It's a green light. All right. So as far as the song goes, we've been joking about it for a year. I've also had times where the Mentos song was stuck in my head. I don't want to watch a sitcom about Mentos. Says the guy who loves the cavemen. (laughs) Great show. Which you I feel like if four Mentos were living in the city trying to make a go of it, you'd probably watch the sitcom. Which that'd be awesome. They'd be able to get away with anything because apparently that's all you need. Just an entire sitcom of people moving cars across the street. Anyways, to continue on, listen, I've been defending this as we went along. There is it was not as bad as I expected, but I couldn't get past these hurdles. Like I said, Herman. It really bothered me how off it was. The costume looked cheap. He didn't look the part. He didn't act like Herman Munster. The set of the house really bothered me. There was a lot of substance to the show that wasn't that bad. And I kept saying, you have to stop just thinking about the original show at some point and just look at what you're watching and stop just comparing like, oh, he doesn't look like grandpa. He doesn't look like Eddie, you know, all these things. But I don't know, even though the writing felt similar at times and I could see a lot of these scenes being recreated, 
there was just some bit of magic that wasn't there. Something just didn't click the same way the original Munsters does. So for that reason, I got to cancel it. It didn't rope me in the same way. Is there like morbid curiosity to see if it got better? Sure, but only to see if it got better, not because I liked it. I, like I said earlier in the episode, I, I kind of do want to watch the unaired pilot to see how they bridge it and see if that explains any of these questions I have. Otherwise, there wasn't enough there for me. Very surprising that it had the run it did, but is basically completely forgotten in time. That's a lot of episodes for a show that almost no one knows exists. All that being said, sorry to the monsters today. Only two out of five from us, so you do not get the green light. That being said, guys, thank you for listening to us. Go to S1E1Pod.com. That's where you can find all the links to where to listen to us, where to follow us on social media. S1E1Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Give us a follow there. I say it every week. Keep engaging. We really love it. We love talking to you guys. We love hearing your ideas and opinions. Continue on with that. But that's it. That's all the time we have for this week, guys. Catch us again next week for week three of Halloween kind of spooky paranormally shows that somehow fit October because Halloween's coming and we didn't name an event. Spooky dookie. Spooky dookie. Thank you guys. <sighs> Goodbye. I think we got the best theme song. We're the monster today. today.